Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild gets a new name and a release date. God of War announces a limited edition DualSense controller and Tekken 8 gets announced. We'll be talking about all of that and more as we cover the Nintendo Direct and the state of play. Stay tuned. Welcome to another edition of the Streamcast. I am Jin Kazama, and I'm joined by... That's a good one. I wasn't expecting that. I told him Thor. I just want to say that I thought Thor was better. Represented of the new man, nice and thick. I am Little Fox. Today is not the day to be body posy. There will be other times for that. (laughs) Yeah, it's always a time to be body posy. It's winter. It is the time to be body posy. You know what? That actually makes a lot of sense. (laughs) As I said in the opening bit of the episode, we're going to be talking about the Nintendo Direct and the state of play. I'm not sure if we've ever had both presentations on the same day. It's normally the same week. Same week, yes. Yeah, never the same. Mm. Not that I know. Yeah. Someone being in the comments. It was. In 1995, that one time they tried it out, it was the same Okay, fine. But to Actually, our until yeah. 12th of May 2020. <laughs> to our knowledge, no, just first. So we had the Nintendo Direct first earlier in the day, and <laughs> I wasn't able to watch this because <laughs> I had other masters to serve work. Now, Troy, were you able to catch a lot of this Direct? I caught a lot. Mm, I caught most of it. I was interested in probably maybe 30% of it, but I caught most of it, yeah. Right, cool. uh, my, I, he's laughing. So earlier, my summary to... By the way, if I cough, sorry, I have a cold and a flu and whatever is going on with my body right now, but cool. I had to bring this to you. So I was looking to... Um, we were talking about this earlier, and we mentioned... Well, I mentioned that the direct is the AEW of that day, um, particularly the pay-per-views. Anyone who's familiar with wrestling will know their booking is crazy 15 matches one night it doesn't make sense there's no there's, i mean i was gonna say there's no quality control that's a lie because the matches are pretty okay but they could cut it down they, they really don't need all of them there it's just poor that is direct in my opinion you, you can argue in the comments if you want but there's no way anyone can say if this is taking out whatever our favorite games are right everyone has their favorites there's no way they need to shift all of that in one direct. It's if they do it every quarter, every four months, four months or so. It's September. They could do one in December or early January, with the games coming out then. Some of these things weren't needed at all. And we didn't need so many farm simulators. At all. A couple for the season. I'm with you. One for summer 2023. You're taking a piss. Like, hey, we don't hey. think that much of... No, 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 no. Harvey Simulator makes so much money, no, though. No, I don't care. We can make, <laughs> like, strategy, please. It was just a lot. And even... And one maybe that might be... I don't think it would be controversial. Is the Splatoon one, Splatfest? That could wait until Friday. Yeah. They could drop that on Friday. That's coming next week, and that's its own thing. That didn't also need to be shoehorned in. Then I didn't realise Capcom... It's a Capcom had a thing. 
So the Resident Evil and relative Capcom stuff didn't need to be yesterday. That could have been moved to today. Because they really announced the Resident Evil 4. So it could have been Resident Evil coming to Nintendo Switch. And we've got 4 coming. No. I'm just going to shove all the Nintendo Switch stuff again, shoehorning it, making this big. Do you see how it can be cut? And yeah. cut SpongeBob. I don't care what the sponsorships are. We didn't need that long. Like, you could have done that in 30 seconds max. We know what SpongeBob is about. Great game, voiced by the actual voice actors available on Switch. That's all we needed. And then, if you need to, a proper trailer afterwards that you can put your channel, use your, your people. But that's my rant on the AEW of the gaming world. So, from that, it was all right. <laughs> I okay, there is a lot to unpack there, yeah. But I will first of all say that I think your analogy is perfect. I think mm-hmm. Nintendo that Nintendo Direct, especially, was very AEW with how much they tried to squish it in a 40 minute presentation, they didn't need all of that, as you just said. I do, I don't like the fact that they keep trying to push games that have been out on other platforms and push it as if it's a big announcement in their directs. I don't think that's the best use of the time, mm-hmm. but I don't know a really good alternative to that because how do you get around that? I think you, you, I think, I don't think you can. I think if you're indie or indie game, so if you hear any screaming about your sleepy time, I can't control that. If you hear any, yeah, so I apologize about like okay, tears, tangent, and the thing is, so it is a tangent, she will fall asleep like she'll just calmly fall asleep after crying complaining and asking for different things she does the, the child thing of finding a way to stay up longer when it's so unnecessary anyway that's it if you have that. <laughs> again so you've got my cough to deal with and that i really sorry i feel like if you're going to bring the indies there you can mention it this game was popular on said platform it is coming to the switch i think it's like bringing it's bringing a big game so the two games Teenage, which is why I'm Little Fox, and Sifu, obviously, are really big indie games on relative platforms, like really, really big, big critical um, acclaim, things like that. So for it to come to the Switch and take two, does take two, I mean, it takes two, um, take two. I would say so. They're really big games, right? Yeah. For the platforms they are, so for it to come to Switch users are a big thing. I don't know whether you need that that much time though, because I think because they're so big, people be aware that in itself is an announcement to just be yeah. like, it's coming to the Switch. Mm-hmm. These awards, critical acclaim, whatever stars on Steam, um, you can do this, this, and this. Really quick cut trailer, boom, you're kind of done. Because because we already know most people would have a back in, but the trailer should be for me impactful enough for me to come back and be like, oh, what is that? Let me go and. I mean, YouTube, you're probably watching YouTube anyway. Most people might yeah. be dual screening. Let me just look at my phone, whatever I need to look at, and search it up. Sometimes they feel that's a bit too much for, for mm-hmm. certain games. Because you can what they gave us for GoldenEye was really short, with basically nothing. But it's because of the game, it's high impact, it works. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's hype. That's what you do. Like, yeah. But I, I don't mind, personally, I don't mind the indies. In the, I know there is a Nintendo Indie Direct. But the big ones, almost like you're bringing it to the big boy show, because they are big games. I don't mind at all. But maybe, especially if they've been, like you said, they've been out on other platforms, most people would be aware. If not, mm-hmm. those who aren't would search. Because that happens a lot, right? In these directs, you're on your Twitters or whatever, or TikTok, whatever. And you're looking at it and people are like, oh, this game's coming to Switch. I've been looking forward to it here. And it's, even if you don't, 
to really have that build up. Exactly. And I think what you said is a really good alternative, actually. GoldenEye was arguably the perfect announcement for a game that we've already heard of. Very minimal, but you know what's coming. And I think they could have applied that to Resident Evil and Shifu. By the way, I just completed Shifu on Twitch. Make sure to follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash streamcast TV to watch me play hard games where I get tortured and banged up like Shifu. But I'm very excited for people who just have a Switch maybe or have been waiting for that game to be on other consoles. Hey, you can suffer now too. And Shifu is a game with a visual presentation that won't suffer, I don't believe, from being ported over to the Switch. So I think that's a perfect kind of game to make that crossover. Mm. I would overall agree with your sentiments because trying to catch up with the Nintendo Direct has been an absolute slog. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be. I should be able to go bang, bang, bang. What were the big ones? All right, there we go. Let's check that out. I will say they started up hot for some people with the Fire Emblem Engage. That was really cool. And I think when it comes to these showcases, there are three types of games for me. You have the games that I just don't care for. You have the games that look nice, but I'm not going to get if we're being serious. And then we have the games that I'm likely going to get. And for me, I couldn't say that the Nintendo Direct was a perfect or an A plus or an S tiered showcase because there was just so much that wasn't for me. Yeah. And that's cool. But obviously, there were a couple of announcements that got me excited, but that was a whole 40 minute thing. And that doesn't make up for the amount of games that I was looking elsewhere. I was looking at spreadsheets to, you know, do something else. So yeah. I think it's it's very it's very cool when people get, you know, hype and excited for that Breath of the Wild 2 announcement, which has now been aptly named Tears of the Kingdom. That got a lot of people talking and excited, and that was it. And sometimes it's how you leave them. And sometimes it's how you start them. And Nintendo Direct tried to start hot and finish hot. And I think that's just presenting 101. First impression, last impressions is the thing that people are going to remember the most. And I think they did the best they could with that kind of arrangement. I I agree. I think my, I think they did that well. The middle, the middle, middling well with Golden White to pick you back up and stuff. But it was still too much. It was too far for me of a dip, of a low dip in the middle. Yes, Golden Eye was a spike, but it was like you're dragging me from the depths of hell here because <laughs> really, like I don't. You, there's always a lull, right? There's always that period where they know these games aren't. It's not even as hot. It's as well known as others. Yeah. Um, so we'll put these this kind of package in, but like I said, some I feel like they spent too much time on. Um, so it just it was just there's lots of peaks, lots of good things for people. It was just too much. Like I know we we want a lot, but it was too much. Way for me, way too much. Mm. Uh, but they did really. They started really well. I know a lot of people. I mean, I'm not a fire emblem player, but I'm aware of how big it is and I guess how widespread the audience is. So it makes sense. And I mean. You could, they could they could have started with Zelda, ended with Zelda. I think everyone would have been happy if you were the real. Put Zelda in the middle too. We've got some more for you. <laughs> Here's a screenshot. Yeah, <laughs> would have just been delighted. Um, to be fair, so uh, yeah, 
and I don't think people expect they have these games, Zelda, maybe Metroid, um, and a few others where people really want it, but they don't know when it's coming. And I think when they can pull on that, it's amazing. They should do that with Mario. You see too much of him throughout the years. I'm sorry. He needs a break. <laughs> I let him come back fresh with something. I I think that Nintendo know what their heavy hitters are. Yeah. And while Fire Emblem isn't going to be a favorite in this household, it's got massive worldwide appeal. So it, it makes all the sense in the world to start off with that. And mm-hmm. you'd be foolish to end on anything other than Tears of the Kingdom which has been announced to come out the 12th of May, 2023. So you only have, oh, six, seven, eight months to finish Breath of the Wild if you haven't already before the new game comes out. Someone said Breath of the Wild is still 50 quid. So if you have if you have completed it and you know your friend hasn't played it, start learning it. We're not giving Nintendo more than they need. Because <laughs> it's... I'm sorry, the cost of living is crazy, but we should all enjoy good games. Now, if you want to own it, fine. But if you just want to play it, talk to your friends. Because how that hasn't dropped in price, especially after the announcement. Nintendo not even the tax. Nintendo no, tax. No, no. <laughs> price is about to go up. <laughs> talk to but... your friends. See if you can learn it. <laughs> With all the farming stuff, farming for oh, cozy gamers must be just grinning from ear to ear, like so much i mean do you know what it reminds me farming games or farming simulators and these kind of collectible quality games is weird because i look at it and think aren't they all the same but i'm sure there's games where people look at like, probably fine and stuff it's just all the same just punching and kicking where there's different elements mm. in that mix. so as much as i cuss it or cuss the direction for having too much of it i'm sure to everyone's like oh this could do this oh this one could do that one <laughs> um for me it's just like oh my god clear out my eyes i've seen way too many today but I'm sure people are fine with it. But they've been, and I know the amount released as well, which is why mm. it just feels like an overwhelming. Like I know yeah. it's a market. Clearly, it just feels very overwhelming. The amount of kind of cozy simulators that are out there. How yeah. how cozy can you be? Like, <laughs> there is going to be something for everyone, and that's the yeah. perfect thing. That's the thing I love the most about gaming. Not every announcement is going to be for me. Not every announcement is going to be for you. But it will be for someone who likes yeah. whatever it is that the game is. I will say I think 40 minutes was too long for the amount of... Just in general, 40 minutes was too long. And I think yeah. they could have cut maybe 10 minutes off of that. I think yeah, 30 I think minutes would have been nice. I honestly believe less is more with that kind of thing. You want to get more time with the top games and then less time with the games that are going to be just repeats or not as yeah. surprising because that is another usp to these showcases as well mm-hmm. games that you haven't heard of games that you weren't expecting what games announced are you most likely to buy for yourself troy our games i'm most likely to buy myself are probably because of costs mm, the indie one so tunic so tunic 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 I had heard of it before by mistake. I'd come across it, and basically, it is supposed to be, which is ironic that we got a Zelda announcement, very Zelda-like. Um, very everything is Dark Souls-like. So I'm going to take that other picture. So basically, it's an adventure <laughs> game that might be difficult in some spots because it's indie. That's how I describe these games, especially indie games. I feel like the difficulty spikes. They they still seem to struggle with. 
So it mm. becomes a Dark Souls-like game where Dark Souls seems to be more refined in their difficulty spikes. Like, it's just not randomly hard for no reason. Whereas, mm. like, as we've experienced some of these games, Kino Fisher Spirits, are just randomly hard sometimes for absolutely no reason. Um, but there's a takeaway from the game. It's still a good game, but this has got really good ratings across the board. Um, so I was looking forward to that. And Switch, is, for me, will be a better platform to play on. Um, was not looking forward to SpongeBob, so we can ask that. Um, <laughs> like how you specifically brought up yeah, <laughs> just to dunk on it yeah um there's a disney kart racer which is an interesting one because obviously i played crash and i haven't played much mario kart because i suck at it um but disney i don't know if i play it on the switch or not but it's an interesting one if they make it different and that is definitely something i might buy um so if you have watched a podcast that we had joined, you would know that the easiest and only Zelda question I had got wrong. Because yeah. I <laughs> never, ever played a Zelda game. Would this be the first? No, because I have to play Breath of the Wild, which I've, I think I played uh, EGX when they had that big kind of play all these games. Oh, yeah. It was the Sword and Shield year as well for Pokemon and stuff. For mm. me, it's just the cost of these games. And obviously, Nintendo do not have a PlayStation or Xbox model at the moment where all their games might be for a subscription. So, but how far it is and how good it is, it's on my game is to play, I would have to yeah. say. So, it's on my games to play. We've obviously we speak about another game of incredible importance that I haven't played to. I, I played once and I just couldn't, I didn't have the time to be honest to do it, but I will make time. We'll get into that later. But okay, um, but yeah, so Zelda's on that list of a game, particularly Breath of the Wild, because I keep hearing about it. Like people swear by it over all of the games in their past and present, which is weird because nostalgia kills people, right? They just mm. go crazy for it. Oh my god, this game back in the day, and you play it like, bro, it, it didn't really bang. <laughs> I don't know. This is a nostalgia attack. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> but this one seems to just everybody like and i was when i was on like if you go on youtube people who play very different games um like cozy gamers oh zelda's coming out it's like this ain't your will like is it really (laughs) we have people who don't even even interact with the channel we put on stories oh my gosh i waited so long for this so clearly zelda is a game that i need to play in my life otherwise who am i I'm still a gamer, by the way, whether I play this or not, you can't find Absolutely. Absolutely. Who am I if I haven't played this game? (laughs) Notice I haven't mentioned GoldenEye, and I'm a little bit concerned. We played GoldenEye, and obviously the co-op aspect is great, but when I was looking into it, people started to memorize stages and stuff. So it'll be interesting, and there's other things people are doing, so it'll be interesting to see how they make it accessible online, like Mm. how they make it fun and bring it into the modern day, because they're competing with very, very, very good shooting games, first person shooters. As again, don't let nostalgia kill you. Like <laughs> I just want to like that's my concern. Whenever they start bringing games for the past, that's my concern. How does it fit now in this new landscape? Aside from that, it should be fun. It's we we had fun on it, but it was the first time he actually played it in what 2019? Yes. 2018. I I'm not well, sure. Not I'm not going to lie to you and say it's a 10 out of 10, but it was ridiculously fun. And yeah. that was that was why I loved it so much. It was like, mm-hmm. here comes the pain. 
which is almost arcade-like in the ridiculous way that it executes moves, but it's still very fun and it just feels like an old school game. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they bring uh, GoldenEye into the modern age. I'm not sure if they're going to do anything new to the game or if they're just going to give it a fresh coat of paint and then go, mm. you go. Because as you said, there are going to be people who have played GoldenEye since release and mm. they know every level. Mm. You know, it, it might not be as fun to newcomers and I'm sure there are going to be newcomers who have seen other people hype around GoldenEye yeah. and be like, oh, what's that? I want to give that a go. So I, I hope that it's a game that becomes welcoming to new yes, players, yeah, easy to play, yeah. difficult to master, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, but yeah, Gold, GoldenEye was one of the highlights for me just because it's just, it's just, it was just so cool. And it was the game that actually got me around on the N64 controller because I hate that controller. I think it's the worst controller of all time. It's terrible. I don't know why your controller has a penis. But (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who at Nintendo (laughs) approved that one. But people's favorite controller ever. Yeah. Yeah. Questions need to be asked. You're just trying to say that I play with the peen. I mean, they're holding on one of the handles, and (laughs) it's not the left or the right one. But when, well, I can't remember who it was, but when someone said you actually need to hold it middle and then one of the side ones, it kind of made sense playing Golden Was it D? I think it, I can't remember. Might have been D. Yeah. yeah. Shout out D. But Golden Eye, uh, very fun. I'm looking forward to playing that. But I would definitely say the one I'm most looking forward to is Tears of the Kingdom, just because it is the game. And there are several games that are like that. Like uh, you got God of War, you got Elden Ring right now. Yeah. That when they're mentioned, it's it's like okay, you're in deep territory right now. These guys have banged up this game 100, 200 hours. This is serious business, yeah. and I, I don't know. I just want to be involved in that. <laughs> I've played Breath of the Wild, and I got yeah. about twenty five hours in, and uh, yeah, life kind of <laughs> turned left. So I have not played for about two, three years. So this date serves as a deadline for me. Can I complete Breath of the Wild by 12th of May? That's going to be interesting. But oh, I great think... content. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Have you yeah. seen how many games are coming out? Yeah. Good luck. Bro. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were some dark horses, unexpected okay. bangers for me. And... Mm-hmm. Let me get the name of it. It was Kirby's Return to Dreamland yeah. Deluxe. Yeah. That one was one that I wasn't expecting to like, but I really like the mini game aspect. Yeah. There's Kirby Samurai. You can all be Kirby in um, online co-op mode. You make a very good point when you talk about the cost of Nintendo games, mm. because I feel like they believe all of their Nintendo games are worth the same. But they're not, and I don't feel I don't feel like a Legend of Zelda should be going for the same price as a Kirby. Be like, careful because they will make a Legend of Zelda seventy pound. They won't reduce Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Legend of Zelda hundred pounds. Let's go. 
I'm the pass for a cartridge. How badly do you want it, man? Fuck. Yeah, nah. No. It's, I, I, I think it's a weird market, Nintendo, actually, because mm. I feel like that's where. Um, how do I explain this? That's where you get your cozy gamers and your indie gamers because I'm certain it's also people who have the console obviously like these games, but these games are more affordable as opposed mm. to your big blockbusters. Yes. And they might buy one or two blockbusters, blockbusters yeah. a year. You might have your Mario Kart and then you'll have your Zelda, it seems like, or your Smash Bros. And your Mario, if, if you're in that kind of warehouse of indie games, as almost like an add on to your library of, I guess, fun indie games that you like to play in your spare time. There's an interesting. I don't like the model as a consumer because I just want to buy more. Um, but then, how many games do I complete? So maybe it's a good model for me as a consumer. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like it because I would just like to wait for it for it to be accessible. Obviously, just paying for like stuff and whatever. But I don't care for that at this present moment because I just want the game. We just want the game. We just want to have fun and enjoy. It's depressing out here. So please, Nintendo, just, just a liquid sale. Like winter sale, like just oh, they don't even do the ten percent off that nobody likes. <laughs> to be fair, they do sales. So this year they've done New Year sales, and I think they've done the summer yeah. sale. I'm not sure if they've on, done the autumn sale. On what games? Well, it's not a sale <laughs> if it's games that you want, Troy. Come on, this is business one hundred and one. Does FIFA not go and sell on December twenty sixth? Yeah, but that's because most people realise it's the same game as last year. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, there were other things announced for games that are already out. So Nintendo Mm -hmm. Switch Sports announced a golf game, which was very popular on the Wii generation, if my memory serves correctly. And that's going to come out in winter. There's also, I think, Wave 3 of the Mario Kart 8 DLC pack, which is coming out in the winter. So... Their announcements varied from games to add-ons. And then Super Nintendo World got announced to be coming to Hollywood, which I don't know how many people are excited about that, but I am. Because this could be, not going to rival, but this could be something comparative to a Disney-like experience where you have your Disneyland Paris. I think it's Disneyland. And you have your Disney World in Orlando. And I think there's one in Japan. So... If this goes well, we could maybe see one in Europe at some point. And Nintendo has the money and the worldwide brand appeal. I don't see why it wouldn't work. So ultimately, for a selfish reason, I want to see a Super Nintendo world in Europe. But it's good to see Japanese game companies think outside of the box and not keep all the good stuff to themselves. Uh, that probably leads on to the next... Um direct which let's say direct the next state of play which we'll talk about later in terms of mm-hmm. the culture shift i guess particularly in games that allow us to play games that aren't typically for this region but yeah no you know what how can i forget about nintendo world because i was excited um i i think america is just a smart place a lot of people travel there for obviously Disneyland yeah. and stuff you have the, the people traveling from south um, South America as well coming up and obviously all over the States. It, I, I was going to say it's accessible depending on the colour of your skin, but it's accessible to a degree. Um, You're not wrong. 
they always seem to have the worst health. Like whenever the world is going into shutdown with their global health pandemic stuff, it's always there too. Oh and, yeah, and it's very strong there. Like it's terrible. Anyway, but it's a good like it, it's another location in another um con- continent. Continent, mm-hmm. continent, yeah, continent allows people to go there from that region again. If it comes to Europe, it would be great too. Um, but I think I think it's a good strategy. It's nice to have because I think separately, I think every like you said, because of the family appeal of Nintendo, every game could go. Even if you, I mean, it's like their console. Yes, yeah. like um, Xbox, you mean like PlayStation, but we all love Nintendo or some form or someone from there. They have such great history, so. When are we going? It's a it's a true question. Um, and this goes to people watching this too. When, as a community, are we going, please? And um, which one are we going to? Because we have options now. I would personally would like to go to Japan because you know, same the culture. Yeah. Uh, the cost of living might make it difficult to go to either regions, but we should find we should find a way. And pray that we are safe in America, but we should find a way. <laughs> Let's. Maybe next year. What about summer? Yeah, high pitch says three years, but we'll put it in the diary, so we'll see. But now it's good. It's good. It's actually good for a lot of us. And you, there was a, a wide range. I know you didn't mention this, the um, the strikers edition because I don't know what happens to that game after release. But we'll keep that moving. <laughs> what I will say about that game is thank you very much, Nintendo UK, for our copy of the game. Now let's talk about <laughs> All right, before we move on, I want to ask you this one question. Yeah. Nintendo Direct, I want you to rate it out of 10. Your personal opinion, don't care about what the comments or Nintendo I was going to say a bad word there. Nintendo, Nintendons are going to say Give me a rating out of 10. What would you rank the Nintendo Direct? I'm in between six and seven. Um, I'm leaning towards seven because all they had to do was cut it down and it makes it a lot better and use their channels properly. They have the people, like I said, they have the people for it. Um, But the announcements were good, which is why I'm trying to lean away from six because the announcements were good. It's just too much stuff for me anyway. So I'm going to give them a, a very high 6.8 because I'm going to be difficult. But it's close to 7 if you want to round up. That is some IGN energy. <laughs> I don't I think it's level 6. It's just because the games, the announcements were good. It was just too many things. That's all. I'm probably going to give them a 6. Okay. And I, I think it's because a lot of the games weren't for me. And that's not on. That's not to say the showcase was bad. It just wasn't for me. I do agree that the length for the quality of games that we got wasn't the greatest. And yes, we got Breath of the Wild too. But what else did we get that was really worth, you know, not working, focusing straight up on that direct to live? Yeah. What was worth it for you know Nintendo UK to? not live stream that direct i i don't think it was that good so i'll give it a six it was still still good it wasn't terrible i think five is a bad score but no, they, they, if they didn't have zelda and golden eye i think i would have given it a five. Oh, absolutely 
100%. Let us know in the comments what you would give Nintendo Direct's showcase out of 10. Do you think it was a perfect showcase? Let us know. You're a liar. Why? <laughs> you're a liar. I don't know how much you like it. You're a geek. Can't be a 10. I'm sorry. <laughs> and let us know what your favorite announcement was. Now, before we move on to the state of play, I would like to let you know that Streamcast has a Patreon. And this is one of the ways that you can support us financially and help us take this part-time hobby into a full-time business where we can pay ourselves a good wage in this London and also provide opportunities for our community. Yes. So we have... Yes, so we have three tiers. We've got the official tier, which will get you a shout-out on our pods. So shout-out Spilt Milk Studios. They are great people. Make sure you check out their games. Then you have the indie tier, which is going to get you exclusive podcasts of a debate-like format. So sometimes we'll debate DC and Marvel, Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. If you have any topics for discussion or debate, let us know in the comments. Good ones might be taken and used. And then you have the top tier where you get exclusive videos. They could be exclusive FIFA videos. They could be Sekiro videos, boss battles. They could be anything. You get extra videos for your buck. So check the link in the description or go to patreon.com forward slash streamcast to find out how you could support the streamcast and be part of the greatest community on earth. And we can have sick pay. <laughs> you think I'm letting you unionize? <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the state of play now i said how the nintendo direct started off hot but oh my goodness did this state of play start off with some fire i don't know how long it took me to realize it was a tekken thing <laughs> but as soon as i realized it was tekken boy i was shouting like it was a football match and someone scored a goal it was so hype the graphics look so sick. Did you catch the Tekken announcement, Trey? Yeah, I did. Uh, I was knackered. If I wasn't, I probably would have fell to my knees and hands in the sky, sort of, you know, <laughs> praising Jesus, because it's been a long time. And I don't know. It was good because I watched it, and then obviously I watched King J's summary and a few others, because I played Tekken, but I'm not a competitive player. So there's things, obviously, I would miss. So it was interesting to see the breakdown. Interesting to see that it's, it's PlayStation 5 exclusive, I believe. That's what it was said. Someone I, said that. I don't think it's PS5 exclusive. Okay. What I think is it's going to be on that generation, though. So I don't think it'll be okay. on PS4 or Xbox One. Okay. So it's generation exclusive, which is interesting because mm. yeah. I don't know when these consoles are coming. Um, <laughs> but I hope they come soon. For everyone to enjoy it, I mean, it's... Would be a shame to miss out very early on a game like that yeah um the, the graphics were good but i expected that it's become an expectation now i think such as the standards set by both playstation and xbox um it'll be interesting to see how the characters move in this kind of new gen console kind of world interesting to start with um jin and kazama i thought because it, it's, it's a bit cheeky as well because maybe there's an expectation they're going to be in it by now. Maybe not because of you as much, because more or less a mainstay. But Jin, yeah, we were very interested. It went with two completely different characters, but I guess it's too early for that. Um, but I guess it builds the hype. 
because everyone knows the history. Everyone who yeah. plays knows the history. Know the the I guess abandoned. I mean, he got thrown off a cliff, but he's an abandoned. He abandoned his child, I guess, because he went to go fight his his grandfather and lost. Should have won if he went to save his child. Really, <laughs> um, didn't fight for his wife. Didn't fight for his child. Um, no. I I'm excited for it, but I Tekken is so long in the series. What will change? And how will they improve? And I think you've done a poll recently on, on Tekken v Street Fighter, and the rollout of Street Fighter is really good. And one of the big things, I'm not trying to compare the two, by the way, I know very different games, but we can all enjoy things. But one of the big things for Street Fighter is what they're bridging is the barrier to entry. A lot of people yeah. are saying that now. So it'd be interesting to see what Tekken does to, to elevate the game in some sort of way, not just barrier to entry, make it maybe more difficult, some sort of different um, mechanics. It'd be very interesting on how they use this next gen. Um, but they sh- I think they've shown graphically what they can do, um, and it looks good. Hopefully, it is involved in the gameplay, not just, not know, just what we, yeah, visually. Yeah, what, visually, what we can just see as a as a promo sort of thing. So I was, yeah, I was excited. It's long time Tekken fan, um, and I'm. I mean, the story is so thin. Bless him. <laughs> yeah, but it keeps you in. It's. A, I think the family itself keeps you in more than anything. Um, because you can just ban them, really. I mean, not in real. If they were real, no, because you probably did. But you can yeah. ban them, no. So, um, but I think overall the game is really good. Um, it looks good. And it was it was a taster. I think that's what was good. Like, it's it's planting the seeds. And PlayStation has become really good at just planting seeds. And people get restless. Like, when are we going to get more? But it's 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 a, it's a journey. Yeah. This we can show you, yeah, we can show you this now. We'll show you a little bit more. You're gonna get the gameplay stuff. You can get some more character reveals, build hype. Then you get the massive trailer or whatever towards the end of it. So we're all hype and happy. And the game's released. It, it works. Yeah. You know, but mm-hmm. they did really well with that one. Yes, I kind of figured we'd get a Tekken Eight announcement soon because we got Street Fighter Six earlier in the year, <laughs> and it it just makes sense. It's been out for a long time Tekken 7 it's yeah. been enough years so it's about time to get the next generation going and I think you do want to start the presentation with Jin and Kazuya because mm-hmm. they're the two most recognizable characters even people who don't play Tekken even people who aren't gamers will somewhat recognize those characters they'll know oh yeah that fighting game in it yeah mm-hmm. they will yeah. recognize those two characters so it makes sense to go with two characters that are mainstays and I do love that the Mishima bloodline is just, we're going to fight forever. That's it. We're going to live forever. We're going to fight forever. We're going to eat forever. Let's go. It's just Peter Griffin and the chicken. You know, it's on site whenever they see each other. And you know what? Long may it continue. I've been a longtime fan of Jin and Kazuya's look. I just think they look so cool. I cannot wait to see if they've got new abilities or looks. King J, shout mm-hmm. out King he mentioned that there was a one-winged yeah, devil on uh, one wing on Jin, so a one-winged devil Jin, I guess. And immediately, I got me thinking: Could we possibly get a Sephiroth character in DLC? I don't know no. how they run it. No. I don't know how they run it, but no. I would like to see it. I'm sure many people would. I'd like to. Yeah, see it. yeah I'm sure. <laughs> but I don't. But. If I get what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah. If we if we take it back to Tekken and not so much DLC already, does that mean Jin has more control over the Devil Gene? Does that mean mm-hmm. new attacks, new abilities? This leaves me with more questions than answers. 
And as you said, I think it is good, yeah. I think this is the perfect type of trailer. It's a teaser. It's exactly what it should be. It's giving you enough to know what you are seeing. You know what you're looking at. You know what to expect. But they haven't given you everything. Because when six months pass and then you get no new trailer, then it's like, where's second? Where's second? So I like this new method of giving a certain amount of gameplay or a certain presentation now. And then hopefully we get more in a few months time this is what we've seen with another game that we're going to talk about later on in the presentation there should be some sort of progression communicated between the team making the game and the people who are going to enjoy the game actually and the gene thing works just to interject i'm sorry if i'm spoiling anything really i shouldn't everyone should know because even i guess it before it came out but in bloodline obviously there's big scenes with gin as devil gin so it, it is that link to the show as well have the have him specifically do the one wing you bring in a lot of audiences just doing that so if you're first time you you introduce Tekken through the show Jin exactly. and devil Jin is very recognizable if you watch the show because it comes out of nowhere if i can even tell you now and you still won't see when it comes technically um so then to see now a one winged one you you are probably going through these same questions as well like well how does that transition happen why is it happening um then it's, is he, does he have control? Is Kazuya to do with that? Is what's going on? Because he's fine. Because yeah, his dad obviously this is where he gets it from. So what's yeah. going on? So yeah, I agree. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, it was a good it was a good trailer. I give it it was so cool. And when you're watching the showcase with people, mm -hmm. or like you're going through the timeline or you're watching someone live react to it and then you've got the you realize something at the same time and you're like this is second yeah. and you're both hyped you're hyped they're hyped it's just really cool that's that's what i miss about these announcement type of showcases and i will i'll say this now in case i forget later i think this is what the e3 model should be more like okay maybe it's you have your days, maybe it's a week, but you have your days, but the showcases aren't longer than maybe 20, 30 minutes. And then mm -hmm. you just get banger after banger. You can do one with PlayStation, you can do one with Nintendo. And I think that would be a good way to correct a lot of the fatigue that we're feeling now with these hour long showcases. I don't know if they're gonna be able to do that with all the different showcases, but I think there might be a way to just yeah make it work and if you want to do summer games fest that way cool because i think that would actually make more sense if you do okay it's a whole month of presentations and they're 30 minutes per day a that's not too long to catch up on if you miss it because life gets in the way and b you're not fatigued after watching the yeah. presentation you don't have to go and cringe at a present at a presenter on stage you don't have to look at all this awkward interactions it's just game 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 release yeah. date i think that might be a long-term solution because it's very clear e3 doesn't want to die so <laughs> i think they need to understand that the method that worked in the noughties isn't going to work now because mm -hmm. TikTok is the fastest growing social media platform today it's very short form so E3 needs to take notes from that and adjust their yeah. presentation accordingly. Yeah. So other than Tekken, what announcements were your favorite, Troy? 
No, we're not going to do that because it came at the end. So we'll, we'll okay, keep, okay, okay, we'll okay, okay. Down. All right. So I okay, think, you didn't like I, anything I, else. I did, but <laughs> okay. I was ready to jump. Okay. And if you were to ask me again, I'd still be ready to jump because okay. it was such a big announcement. Because it was quite. There's a lot of reasons for you haters out there that said it was just DLC painted as number two. <laughs> I hope you in your words. Um, there okay. wasn't few. It's the names. So. Oh, it is the. It's not Yakuza, is it? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Like a Dragon Ishin. Yes. So, so, so when we were speaking earlier about the transition of Japan coming out to the world, um, and with the games we've had, like Ghost, and I mean, Yakuza in itself is an amazing. Yakuza? Yeah. Sekiro? Yeah, yeah, tons. Sekiro. I think it's opened up this world, but it's nice now that the games. That are just primarily released in Japan are being able to be released in the West because clearly they can see it's being appreciated. I think that's the important thing as well that this this these games, this culture is also being appreciated um, and treated really, really well. Um, everyone's excited. I'm excited. The thing is, I look at these games from a distance. I've got it. I will play it. But I look at it from a distance. Like this looks really, really good. And I can see why you have lots of fun with it. So I'm ex- I'm actually excited. It's the, it's the thing, it's a game where I'm excited for people to play it. I, I think they'll really enjoy it. Yes. Well, I can speak for me and say I was very gasped when I saw that. I have no connection to those kind of games, really. But yeah, I heard Sega, this is a game that's coming. <laughs> it's being built up for the It's being rebuilt. Obviously, this yeah. is a game exclusive to Japan. And I didn't know that growing up that games were locked off to certain regions. I just thought games were worldwide. Yeah. They were just shared. And I didn't even realize games had different covers depending on which region you mm-hmm. lived in. So in the noughties, when I discovered, oh crap, there are games, you know, they haven't even been translated because they don't they don't ship outside of Japan. That has made me so excited for this game. Mm-hmm. And of course it's a visual beauty. And I think beat em ups are now my favorite genre of game either that or action yeah. adventures so i'm very excited to play like a dragon ishin i think there was gun gameplay there was a moment where i think you deflect or you cut a bullet in half yeah you cut a bullet in half i'll give you 50 pounds right now give me that game let's go you're giving a lot of 50 pounds you know in this one pod this is why people say you're tory because this is a lot of money to be given away i i'm not rich i'm just bad at managing money don't <laughs> worry about it <laughs> a lot comes in a lot goes out <laughs> that's, a, that's a game i'm excited about and they gave us a release date i'm yeah. pretty sure coming out in february next year so we don't have too long to wait and if february this year is any indication it might be a bang out month for games there was another one it was a ronin type game Yes, it was Rise of the Ronin. <coughs> yes, I, I do. So this state of play, mm-hmm. they did clarify. They did say this is going to be twenty minutes and it's going to be full of Japanese games. Yeah, they did say that. Yeah. So anyone who's disappointed, that, that's on you. But <laughs> I was so impressed because maybe it's the movies I watched growing up. Maybe it's the anime. Maybe it's you know being friends with Japanese people. But I just want to play Japanese game after Japanese game. I think they are such great people and they put yeah. everything into what they make. So when it comes to their yeah. games, they don't half ass it. 
Yeah. And Rise of the Ronin looks like another banger waiting to happen. It's made by Team Ninja. I thought this was going to be Neo 3. Thank God it's not. <laughs> but I still need to play 1 and 2. But Rise of the Ronin is definitely one that I'm looking forward to. I was, I'm was, i very happy it's not yet Ghost of Tsushima 2. Mm-hmm. Because I think I want a few more years before I play the sequel to that. But I, I can't wait to play Rise of the Ronin. Is correct me if I'm wrong. Is Ronin separate the next next stage of kind of the samurai era? I don't. I'm Ooh. just asking. I am not gonna chat shit. I am gonna be honest and say I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I'm gonna check that because if it is kind of like the evolved, I guess involvement into I guess a ninja, I guess a Ronin might be the in between stages. I guess. Please correct me in the chat uh, in the comment section if I'm wrong or you can at us. Um, but if it is the case, and it's a nice way of shifting from, I guess we've had a long period of very good, don't get me wrong, samurai games, but into another era, which would be quite interesting to see how it works, um, and the dynamics of that as well. Um, and especially, I know it's definitely a different era in Japan, so that's good as well. We get to see that, and they, it's interesting how they weave in kind of like their kind of story their world story, I mean, their country story into these games to a degree. So it'd be quite interesting to see where they go from here as well. But it looks good. I just need to say that about all the games, really, can't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it looks great. It looks amazing. Again, with these games, I think for a lot of people now, the big thing is people getting their hands on it, or at least seeing someone else get their hands on it. And that's when now we seem to be able to tell, because generally the presentations are so good. They just want everything mm. and then someone gets a hand on it and then mechanically it's not good or the gameplay just not quite hitting or the 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 character interactions aren't up to i guess the new standards that it should be but from what they're showing us it's enough to make us want it absolutely and i think that is definitely what these companies are going to try and aim for over the next year or two get the game to a playable demo point or at least what they did with cyberpunk that one year where they get someone playing it and showing you how the game's going to work hopefully those games have a better launch yes (laughs) that was a design i don't even i don't even know who's to blame everyone did their job but (laughs) someone was supposed to be there to say nope we've got great people push this one back (laughs) were there any other games that got you excited or shall we get into the main event there were i think the showcase was good but i think i think those are the main ones i think it's worth just sticking to the main ones there was another one i think was the one for female protagonists is that the korean one because we had the korean game announced before and it went quiet was it this one i think so i think it's the same game okay. it's it was project eve That's and what I yeah Okay. Yeah, it is it is a Korean game. That's the one. It's now called Stellar Blade. <laughs> there we <Okay>. go. <laughs> so it is the same game. They've just renamed mm-hmm. it. The same thing happened with Project Afia, which is now Forspoken. Yes. I think with that game, obviously we're having more and more female protagonists and whatnot. Great. Um, it's a good thing. It'd be interesting to see a game coming out of Korea. That's what I want to say about that. I was I was I was interested. I won't say I was excited, I was interested and intrigued. Um, I still want to see a bit more development-wise 
from it for me and i think i'll need to a bit like full spoken proper dive into it and see people analyze it for me to get into that kind of game um I, that's a lie i like full spoken i did that on my own back <laughs> I was really sold and like I just saw one clip and I was like, I need to know more. This one, I just want to learn more culturally as well, because it's a different culture is coming out of somewhere different that we're not being that exposed to in the West if we're being honest. Yeah. My only exposure to Korea is probably Haran in Tekken, in game form. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, we can now move on to <laughs> The, the tomahawk steak, if you will, the, the big one. Whoa. I, I will say just on your point, I, while I personally am not excited about Project Eve at this point, I should call it by its proper name now, Stellar Blade. Yeah. I do think there is the potential for me to be one around. I am, I've got my eye on it. You know, them ones yeah. where you're like, I'm not actively, when you're coming out, but I'm like, you got something new there all right cool cool i'm yeah. wanting to see as you said how it adapts korean culture mm-hmm. i want to know about that i want to know about what the game is going to be about how the game's going to play and not just the flashy bits are going to show us in the trailer but the bits in between you know i want to know whether that game is going to be really fun or a bunch of filler so i'm mm-hmm. still on the edge I'm on the fence, yeah. I should say. But I am excited for people who are going to be excited about it. I know there's going to be a ton of people who are just, they just want it. Yeah. And as you said, I am loving games with female protagonists. More of that, please. I think that's why I'm, I'm, I have a keen interest because so far, so good for PlayStation in that regards. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when they've had to, and I, I mean, We've cast some in the past in their first instalment for running like an old lady, but they blew up. <laughs> Cause controversy, but it was a damn good game, Last of Us 2. So, um, and Horizon Zero Dawn, and I'm hoping there'll be more. Um, yeah. So yeah, I did. They seem to they seem to not be. It's not a tick box. It seems yes. to be well cultivated from these are the characters this is what they stand for this is what they look like um this is why they look like that this is why they interact with the world the way they do this is this is their story and i think that's really important so that's why i've got an interest in it because when it comes to the female protagonist it's not hey have that like just take that you got what you wanted leave us alone it's more okay if we're going to do this let's do this right who is she what does she stand for what is the story she's telling and in some cases, how do we make it look as normal as possible as well? Yeah. How do we reflect our audiences um, that might play it and get them involved and get them in those fields? So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful more than excited. I am hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think that's the right word to use. And hopefully Stellar Blade is successful so they can make yeah. more games with female protagonists. And I think we will look back on Aloy as a very important protagonist, mm-hmm. a very important female gaming character, because Lara Croft is amazing. But unlike Lara Croft, this wasn't a sexual being. This wasn't someone who was, you know, paraded around just because of her looks. This was someone who had morals, who stood for something. Who had right. a story. We can't forget yeah. the <laughs> Them developers were horny, man. I mean, 
We know what time it is. It's that time. It's time to look at God of War Ragnarok, sequel to 2018 game of the year. Mm-hmm. They now have a signature sound. Yeah. And yeah. when I hear that sound, I drop whatever I've got. I'm like, all right, who are we killing? Let's go. <laughs> it's a quarter action. It's a quarter arms. And my goodness, I'm so gassed. Troy, you're gonna have to talk because I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk about Kratos. And there'll be time for me to talk afterwards, but I wanna know what you thought about this trailer. So this is surprising because like I said, I haven't actually played the game. The first one I have, I just like I haven't played it through. Um, but this game wanted me to play like it, it's not forcing me, but it's encouraging me to play the first one through. It's not that the first one was bad, mm. it's just the timing and making time for it didn't be hard, but I'll try. And I think what interests me the most, so what interests me the most is I'm big on storytelling and being a parent. (laughs) I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Kratos is actually a modern day father. And it's so weird. So in, in- Welcome to the light, Trey. Okay, no. (laughs) In in TV, so any any parents who ever watching this or the siblings, you know, so there's a cartoon called um, Bluey. And the dad is almost like a father figure of the modern day dad in that show. They're not shout, he always present and following the lead. And I feel like there's such an interwoven character because what Kratos was to what he is, is such a massive development and seeing that relationship between the two made me interested. Cause it's almost like, I can't believe I'm saying this, it's, a, it's basically a Greek god killer. I feel represented in the Greek god killer as a parent. It doesn't make sense. But it's kind of, how do you support your child? What does your child need? And your child's telling you, but that's not what I need. You didn't even, basically you didn't ask me what I needed. You just you just followed me blindly. I needed your trust. Where Where's that? And it, it's an interesting in sort of a story that I'm really interested to see in that dynamic. I can't believe I'm interested in a father-son story in a bloody game. I don't know if that could have a daughter or what, but I'm very interested in that kind of, that element. I think more so because that's pretty much what the probably next stage is going to be like, that they're trying to fight for their independence, but you have to support them and at what? I mean, obviously, hopefully we're not going into war and I'm not having to kill things. (laughs) I I mean... (laughs) The world is still young, so you never know, but hopefully that's not gonna happen. However, there's there's strong elements in that game of really good storytelling, really good um, character development, that even within that kind of setting, it's so out of this world, it still feels real. And I think that's a really hard thing to do. I mean, some of the games we've mentioned earlier have done that. And I think this game does that very, very well. And that's why people keep coming back. and. From what I saw from the trailer, people should be happy because I was reading and people were like, oh, it's going to be the same weapons. It's just DLC that they're going to sell for more price. And oh, it's not really going to change in the story. I've watched, I can only go on trailers and things I've watched. It looks very different. The weapons look different. The mechanics look slightly different. So I hope you're happy, Mr. and Mrs. DLC and non-binary. It's just DLC people. I really hope you're happy. I really do. Because it's not. So you too can spend your coin and be happy. <laughs> They're complaining all the time. 
like I think we have to get used to games taking this long as well. Yes, I like, think that's modern. Yeah, yeah, I think we do, and I think they both all studios from Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox have enough time now to fill the gap with other great games. Um, even through the pandemic or after the pandemic, they've really bombarded us with probably too many good games. And hopefully over the years, it will start to like, fill out a bit. So, because I don't feel like people have missed God, they've missed it, but you've had enough, sorry, you've had enough good games to fill that gap. But you yeah. still know for what people is the greatest game is still yet to come. And I think they've done that really well, and I can see that happening for. But and on Xbox, I can see that happening. Their their stuff too, in the coming years. But I was, it's again, it's so weird how much I was into this trailer. I watched the first one, so like, oh, yeah, it's all right, cool, cool, cool. Then I got caught with an ad. Me, who works in media, got caught with an ad, and was so to. Okay, maybe, maybe. Then I watched this one. I like I said, so we were speaking earlier how. I was kind of semi paying attention and I heard music. I was like, what is this? And I was, I, even I was gassed. I, I was shocked that I was gassed. And I'm shocked that I can talk about this game like this over like a trailer of what Thor throwing his. I think there's a lot of interesting elements and they had to battle a lot of things to get here. A lot of like how people see Thor against what he is in Greek mythology, how we develop Kratos after we've developed him already. Where does Trace fit into this? Where does everyone else fit into this? And they've done a really good job. But that's what the time brings you. What is it, four years now? Yeah. That's four. what time brings you. It gives you the opportunity to work on those things and develop things that make people excited. I can't say all this and it's crap, you know, because then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to have to delete this episode. Just gonna have to <laughs> <laughs> on the internet, just no trace whatsoever. Well, you have a history, right? It's an interesting one because you have a history with this game so much that it's brought you friendship. So now when you're seeing it, like you've gone through all of it. Did you play the PSP one? I think. Uh, I haven't played the PSP ones. I okay. I played them. I didn't complete them. Okay, so, so you touched that every touch point you've been with this game throughout generations, like. What is that journey been like? Because it's been reinvented essentially for the new gen but he was still probably one of the greatest characters on the older generations too. Like, not many, not many, I was going to say mascots. I guess mascots last that long. But yeah, I, I think mascots are a fair word. Yeah. Yeah. And last that long and transcends culture as well, because we've seen a lot of people, I guess, dress up, not just in cosplay, wrestling, other things. Kratos is just the guy. Like, how is that for you? This might sound weird, but it actually feels like being a proud parent. <laughs> <laughs> it it's that's a great question, by the way. I I often don't even think about it. I've just think I I've just been going along with it. Yeah. So now that you said that, I am going back to maybe 2010, where God of War three was my first game of that franchise, played it, loved it. I was 16, 17 at the time. So I'm, you know, I'm loving all the violence. I'm loving all the horny stuff. That's great. We, Isaac and I bond over that game. We become very good friends because of that game. And then I go back and play God of War 1 and 2. 
And God of War 3 was a great game. But God of War 1 and 2 were part of a great story. Mm. And I think that's what was the difference from me playing God of War 3, dropping it, and then going back to Tekken or FIFA or whatever, and being a long-time Kratos fan. Now, it is a fact that 2005 Kratos would not thrive in today's society just because of what he was, what he stood for, the upbringing he had. He, he was a he, he is toxic masculinity personified, mm-hmm. but maybe it's the fact that he has a son now. Mm-hmm. He has a second chance at bringing up a child because famously he murdered his own daughter. But you know, people make mistakes, and now, right, right, right. That, now that's a mistake. Now, right? Why would <laughs> so what? Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. <laughs> and now he has an opportunity to not maybe put that right because, you know, Calliope is, is something he's going to live with and feel guilty about forever. But he has a chance to correct. He has a chance to course correct his relationship with his child, with children in general. And I think that has shown that the studio has grown almost alongside me. We have grown, we've changed, we've become different people. And they have understood that. And it's not often that a studio has basically the bravery to completely change what their character is. He looks the same, Mm -hmm. but that couldn't be any further from who he's trying to be. And a lot of that in the 2018 title is masquerading it's him trying to be a positive role model to his son but he doesn't he, he doesn't want to change he knows who he is he's not a good person but he can't be himself around his son and i think that has shown itself out in resentment and in him barking at his son and i love the fact that many more people agree with me that kratos that god of war is a great game and the fact that he has now seeped into other parts of culture, like you said, wrestling. There are so many wrestlers who have designed themselves over Kratos, dressed up as him for Halloween, called themselves Kratos. He seeped into other parts of the mainstream media. And I I think it's it's uh, it's about time. I think it's... He hasn't had to change the volume of violence to say... Like, the games are still 18 rated. Yeah. But he's still as impactful as he was back in 2005, back in 2010. What is your favorite part? What's my favorite part of the trailer? Or The trailer and kind of what you're looking forward to. And what parts are you worried about? So parts I'm excited about, there was a scene where Kratos and Atreus are thrown on like an asteroid or a planet Mm -hmm and there's stars in the background and Valkyries are on there. And that kind of stuff really appeals to me visually. It looks like we're fighting at the end of the world or maybe we're in space fighting. I can't wait to be there. I can't wait to fight there. I can't wait to experience what that place looks like. Also there's Kratos versus Thor, which I mean, at some point you're just gonna have to get two heavy men just slapping (laughs) each other, you know? Just slapping their chests. That's what I wanna see. It's just going to be five-star rated, yeah? 
I, I mean, Dave Meltzer better get the stars out. I think it's going to be a 10-star classic in the Tokyo Dome. I can't wait to steal Mjolnir from Thor. And I'm so happy that they didn't go for Chris Hemsworth-style Thor. Chris Hemsworth is a great actor. That Thor is an amazing character in the MCU. But I'm very glad that they distinguished themselves from the yeah. recognizable Thor. I think it goes to show attention to detail, authenticity... And the fact that, hey, different body sizes can work in Hollywood. It doesn't all have to be six-pack, massive biceps. It doesn't need to be like that. And Thor is still a threat because the stories that Mimir have been telling you in the first game, you've mm -hmm. built up this picture of Thor. He's killed thousands of giants, even though he's half of a giant. You've built up this image of Thor. You've built mm -hmm. up this image of Odin. Mm -hmm. And these guys are going to be front and center in the next game. I believe we've seen Odin in the trailer. Yeah. And while Thor is the physically oppressive enemy, Odin's the mentally oppressive enemy, the way he's taunting you and saying, have you ever been worshipped? So I'm looking forward to see how the psychology aspect comes into this as well, because Atreus is growing. He knows who his father is. And I'm sure there's going to be more splinters between the two because he's yeah. going through puberty. His voice is broken. There's just going to be so much to like about this. If I'm worried about anything, it's maybe the game won't live up to my expectations because I'm expecting a lot. Mm. That's fair. And I I am I'm very wary that there's only so much that they can do, <laughs> and maybe I won't get all the answers to the questions that I have. But. I don't think it's going to be a bad game. I don't think it's going to be an average game. So I am excited to play this game and kill everyone. I don't know. Corey knows what average is at this point. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not directing this one because they have a different director on each game. It's a tradition. And yeah, fair enough. Ah. Yeah. I think because he sets such a high precedent, I think we'll... Gonna, people put their spin. Yes, yes. I'm sure. I'm sure he's going to be heavily involved in the game. Yeah. I would like to see this director's take on yeah. God of War, and I personally feel Corey's been the best director. He also directed God of War Two, which is arguably the best one mm -hmm. pre 2018 because of the world building that game did. So I. I'm interested to see what changes, what influences they're going to have. I assume we're going to be able to go to Asgard. Let's see those nine realms. Imagine that's how they end it. What, you go to Asgard? Mm. Doesn't make but, sense, but imagine if they did. Uh, but it's and called Ragnarok. And it's a DLC coming. <laughs> that's another worry that I've got there. I'll, I'll buy myself an Xbox right now. That's what I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> but just before that trailer was announced they also released a limited edition dual sense controller like they did with the 2018 title did you catch this are you a fan yeah. of the design no i think this is not there for i think it's really hard to even looking at the ps5 controller now i think it's really hard to put a spin on it i like the wolf wolves is it wolves there i think it's wolves I like that element on that part of the controller, but the rest of it, I don't know. They love the purple door at PlayStation this year, don't they? They really do. I just <laughs> love the purple red. 
Yeah. I mean, it's fair. But it wasn't for me personally. Um, but then over the PS4 era, we've had such great, even if it's custom designs. So it, I mean, the standards are high. And this is what? It's the first one, the first gaming one. Yes. The first game related limited edition. Pad. It's the president set. So it's the first, hopefully, of many. But yeah, that's my opinion. It wasn't, it, it didn't appeal to me personally. Elements did, I liked, but not the whole thing. That's I know you, you probably pre-ordered it if it's even available to be pre-ordered right now. I don't know if it's available to pre-order, but I've got one coming. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from. I don't think it's the best design. I think they could have definitely improved and made a better looking controller. Definitely. I think the you said it was purple, but I thought it was more of a, a dark blue or a royal Is it blue. dark blue? I'm going to look now. Because <laughs> no, I'm not sure. But I, I feel that they, there are ways that they could have better used colours there. I think white should have been more of the primary colour with blue highlights and accents around. But... Yeah, you're is, right. I mean, lighting-wise, threw me off, but you're right, it is a dark blue. <laughs> yeah. I stand corrected. I apologize, people. <laughs> I I can definitely see it's not. I'm not going to say it's not a good looking controller because I still think it is. I just think compared to what we've seen in previous generations, there are a lot more that they could have done. And the, the dual senses that they've released now, the black one, I think is the best one that they've done so yeah. far. So that is the standard I'm comparing it to. Mm -hmm. So when I see that God of War one, I'm thinking, is this better than the Midnight Black Pad? No. But I'm still going to get it because it's limited edition and it's God of War, so dope. But I'm not going to lie to you. I'm being honest. I don't think it's I don't think it's a 10 out of 10 controller. I would say like a 6 or 7. What would you rate the state of play out of 10? Mm, nine. Hmm. Which is very high. I you know what I think this is as well. I think this is they played on a I think coming out of Japan was always gonna be a heavy hitter and the game's gonna be of, of a better quality, generally speaking. But starting off with Tekken was so unfair to everyone, anywhere. In any gaming circumstance, because it is such an announcement, it's ridiculous, That's and it's fun, and it's it's hilarious because it's going to be on multiple platform. I mean, consoles, but it was a PlayStation state of play, and that's how you kicked it off. That is, and then to end it on God of War, the, I don't think people understand the timing of this one because there was a lot of people in the last couple of weeks, especially saying that. They haven't seen enough. Yeah. They're worried about the game. They're worried about the mechanics. And this trailer just seemed to dispel all of that. I have not seen a trailer do that. They made people become hypocrites in like <laughs> I think that's that is a strong way to end. It's a bit different from the Zelda one where it's like, oh yes, we have another Zelda game. It was almost like I'm at ease now. The big game is coming. Um no pun, but like daddy's home. We're here now. We ain't getting no subgenre or nothing. 
no DFC, nothing. It's the big game of the year, and we're ready. And that's what it felt like. I think the music plays into that. I think the, the chosen clips and how they need to be the story plays into that. And places should look good at that. Um, so I'm going to give it a nine. Where could it be improved? I as well as much as I like games out of Japan, I think state of play is always good when they have a bigger range and a, a bigger range of games too. So that's the only improvement I would make. But that, like we said, they already announced it was going to be very specific. Um, but that's my opinion. I know someone will be like, Nintendo Europe was better. I don't care. It wasn't. <laughs> so, yeah. I am not sure whether I want to give it an eight or a nine. Give it an eight. Yeah. If I was harsh with Nintendo, I should be harsh with PlayStation. No, 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 no. I'm going to say nine. Partly because you convinced me when you were saying your answer. But I think it goes to show you the different ideologies of the two gaming heavyweights. <laughs> and as you quite rightly said, Nintendo had an AEW kind of approach where they were like, get everyone in, get everyone in. Whereas PlayStation here took a more of a WWE approach. Triple H, please, let's be specific. That man <laughs> well, giving us crap. We're, we're not acknowledging whoever that man was. I don't know who that man is. <laughs> the current game era. But you have less matches, but those matches mean more. Yes. Similarly, you had less games than that was announced in the Nintendo Direct, but the games meant more. You had more time with each game. Tekken got two or three whole minutes. God of War got two or three minutes. Mm -hmm. Like a Dragon got two minutes. And yeah, you didn't get gameplay. Some of it was just trailer, but it was enough for you to be like, okay, I want to see more of yeah. that. And for games that you got stuff already, you didn't get the same stuff again. You got a bit more. You got exclusive information or like info that Hogwarts Legacy is going to have a PlayStation exclusive mission. You got nuggets of information that meant that you needed to check out this state of play. I'm going to say a nine because Nintendo did start and finish hot, but PlayStation started with Tekken 8 and finished with God of War Ragnarok. And this is completely subjective. Yes, I'm biased. But those games are for me. I love Tekken. It's my favorite fighting game franchise out of the big three. And in general, to be honest. And God of War is my favorite game of all time. Ragnarok looks so peng. I'm so ready to play. And the fact that they've announced that Tyr is going to be in the game and seems like he's going to be helping you. Why is he going to be helping me? I want to know. Where is he? I, wanna... <clears throat> I just want to get into it already. It's a 9 out of 10, and it was, I think, half the time. It was 20 minutes-ish. Yes, it was. Yeah. That's I'm my gonna... agenda. That's what the 9 is going to be. I'm going to just be real. Keep it short and sweet, please. I, I think 20 minutes is actually ideal. If you're not going to yeah. have breaks in between your live stream, just keep it short, keep it simple. And I am a big fan of their strategy to say, hey, guys, this is the state of play. This is what you can expect. Because when it comes to PlayStation fanboys and PlayStation haters, it's going to be, this is an F because you didn't give me Final Fantasy VII Part Two. This is an F because you didn't give me Spider-Man 2. Whereas if you're told that this is going to be indies only, or this is going to be Japanese devs only, you can't then say that. And then people will. 
Yeah, but then you're just an idiot because they told you <laughs> what you're getting. Yeah. So I have I have an extra question because I I know my first answer is is this the best state of play you ever watched? Would any did anything top the first one? I would say well this is my answer is no yeah. because the one last year was better in my opinion because that's the one you got Wolverine, Spider Man Two and God the War Ragnarok announced. I still really enjoyed the first one. I think it's maybe my second one. Wolverine, I've not heard enough from and Spider-Man 2. They just gave me that and left me try. <laughs> That's the, I think the first one was just such a big occasion for me. Yeah. So I'll say, and I think it was better produced. I even think the last, the one you mentioned might have been better produced as well, actually. Mm, the announcements were better. I don't think it was a better state of play. Okay. I think it's there. Yeah, fair, fair. Well, I'm going to say right now might be a hot take, but I now think State of Plays are better than Nintendo Directs. And I know people are going to hate that and disagree with me, but I just think they have a better formula right now. And that this opinion can change, of course, but I think right now State of Plays have a better formula than Nintendo Directs. I still love the directs though. Yeah. Oh, E three Xbox is really good, even though it's long. But they they pretty much lean on to bang after bang after bang after. They do that really well. If yes. they could condense that, they're clear. They're absolutely yes. clear. Because they do it really well. They just be like, and they just put in the world exclusive, and that's <laughs> it. They're gone. They're clear. That's all they have to do. Hey, my favorite thing about the Xbox showcases is how they have that guy going world premiere, mm-hmm. and everyone gets gas, and everyone everyone confuses it for an exclusive. But it was just a world premiere. But it works. It's a nice little trick, like you said with the Tekken opening up the state of play. It's a nice little trick to just get people thinking. Oh, okay, I need to pay attention to these guys. Yeah, I will say Xbox have amazing production value, and every year yes. they kill it at E3. Yes, I. I was told that they have their version of State of Play and Direct, but I'm not familiar, so I don't know what's going on there. But I think they should definitely get on that wagon. 20, 30-minute presentations every now and then. I think those could be really, really good, especially with Xbox being probably the most personable brand out of the three. Yeah. I think they have an ID3 or ID3, something like that. But mm. I have to look into it. They might be, but they have really good production value. Excellent. They would yeah. definitely wipe everyone across. Wipe everyone out <laughs> if they wanted to. In that, in that sense, yes. Final question for you, Troy. If you had to pick one game from the Direct and one game from the State of Play to have in your hands right now to play, what games would they be? Oh, I'm going to make a lot of enemies to say Tunic. From the but it's you. It's for you, isn't it? Yeah, for me. I, I, when I caught that game... It's little. It's less to do with the direct. Ironically, I caught it outside. I really wanted to play it, and that hasn't changed. And I've not played the previous Zelda games at all. So until I do that, I won't know how you people feel. Um, God of War Tekken will be a fun game, and I'm here for fun. But there was something about that that presentation that made me want it more than I've ever wanted a game before, and I've wanted many, many games. And everyone knows me, I'm a big platform fan. Lo- waited so long for Russian Clank, which I still don't have. Yeah, I want God of War more, so there we are. 
and I barely played the first one. So, yeah, there's a, there's a very out there the first one, but it's personal preference, isn't it? That's what we love about these things. I think that's what is great about gaming. And I personally love that because it's not just the answer that I'm expecting from everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. It makes you unique as a gamer, as a player, as a person. I love it. I think for me, the answer is Golden Eye and God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> but I want to stress how difficult it was to say God of War Ragnarok over Tekken 8 because Tekken 8 was up there. Part of me was going to say that I locked off the state of play because that was it. They they, they started off, at, you know, it's all downhill from there. But Ragnarok is is going to be great. I they they built up enough equity with me with several years of games, so yeah. I trust that brand. I'm ready for that game. There's not much more to say. That's the only game I think that can even challenge Elden Ring for Game of the Year. So yeah, it really is at this point. I'm ready. <laughs> and Troy, you have the 9th of November to finish God of War by. This is a fun deadline for you. I'm going to play it. If I finish it, no, man. If I get the majority of the story, then great. Going to do what yeah. I did with Splatoon. Just get the gist, and then once it comes out... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to stress myself. In I just need to have a gist. Actually, no, I don't. I might play in December. I might wait. I think I might hold off and actually have time to complete, because obviously we make content, actually. That deadline doesn't exist for me. You people can stream it, play yeah. it. I don't care. It's not going to stop me. I've watched plenty of streams and then jumped on games afterwards. So, yeah, it would be the same. I would just play it at some point afterwards. But I'm looking forward to it. Let us know in the comments which showcase you preferred, whether it was the Nintendo Direct, the State of Play, rate each showcase out of 10. And let us know what your answer to my question is. If you could pick one game from each showcase to have in your hands right now to play, what games are you picking? And there's going to be several games out there that you can watch on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash streamcast. Subscribe, get us to a thousand subs so we can get making more content for you people. So (laughs) get subscribing. You can catch great content developed, produced, edited by Troy, including Let's Plays, reviews by Troy, myself, and Akira. Podcasts just like this one. And if you're watching one of our videos right now, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe. Tap the bell, set it to all so you get every video as soon as they go live. Leave a comment because all of that helps us so greatly expand our reach. You can also follow us on Twitch, Streamcast TV. We stream live Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from about 9 p.m. BST. And you can catch me playing games such as Shifu, Sekiro, Pokemon, Hey, I love them all. AAA games, indie darlings like Ken and Bridge of Spirits. I love all games. Ask him what he's going to do in November. <laughs> when God of War and Pokemon are out. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's God of War. God of War. November is Odin's month. That's it. I'm going to get Pokemon, but it's going to take a back seat. You have to respect that. <laughs> You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, Streamcast underscore, where the genius of TikTok right here, Troy, is out there putting in the damn work. 
I'm going to break because I'm ill. <laughs> but you can also you sick leave. Look at that. <laughs> I mean, it's unpaid. <laughs> I think we have a good system here. Yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and on our Instagram, you could also you could always check out great reels. And on our Twitter, you can catch the greatest takes in all of gaming. So make sure you follow us there. Our website, thestreamcast.co.uk, you can catch our blogs there. We just put one out, five games we are looking to play this autumn. What games are you looking forward to playing this season? Let us know in the comments. And you can also listen to our podcasts on any podcasting platform that you listen to pods on. That includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, anything that you listen to your pods on. Or Sounder. You can actually get every platform we're on on the Sounder link. So make sure to check out streamcast.sounder.fm. I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Streamcast. Thank you so much for chilling with us. Thank you so much for joining me, Troy. Until next time, take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Stay safe. We'll see you on the next Streamcast.